as like the future um, of, you know, with everything that you guys are doing, I feel like you're on the forefront, the future of the creator economy, the future of what Rella is doing um, and uh, the development of these type of tools. And as the influencer industry, I mean, is it's really it's been booming and now it's i think it's colliding with um brands and traditional career paths and um in a way that we really haven't seen it do before yeah yeah i i love to like look back um like 5 years and see like how much has grown because i know it's going to look completely different um and rella started off as um, our planning tool, like the the workspace to plan your content, get everything organized. And now we're focusing on community collaboration analytics, because that's the way that the creator economy is moving. And so many people are getting into it. So we're just going to continue connecting people. We have lots of brainstorming calls with the team about how to provide more personalization when it comes to analytics, because your audience is like no other, like you can't replicate that. So we really want to give insights into there and continue to connect people um, in a, in a wider way. Aside from our Slack group, we really want people um, in the Relic community to find their niche of people. And so um, I think it's just all going to be about personalization and collaboration in the future. Yeah. I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Attainable Podcast. I hope you're doing well. Uh, This week, I'm talking to Natasha Bompart, and she is a designer who works for the app Rella. I've talked about Rella before. If you have seen my socials, I've talked about Rella on there. It is an amazing um, app and platform for creators. If you are a content creator looking to be a content creator or even interested in like the graphic design, like career field, app design field um, or anything in that industry, this is the episode for you. Natasha has a really, really interesting story of um, how she discovered design and then went into the startup world, which is a whole cluster in itself. Um, But I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. I missed you guys so much. This is actually my first episode coming back from the honeymoon. I promise I am recording an episode um, giving a rundown on the wedding stuff. We posted a, um, I guess it'll be out or off by now, but if you go over to the Instagram, if you have any questions about the wedding, please go and leave them over there so that I can answer them because I have so much to tell you about the wedding and the honeymoon and all of everything. But anyways, I love you guys. I know you're going to enjoy this week's episode. And anyway, here's Natasha. All right. Hi. I'm so, so glad that you are on the podcast. We've been internet friends. I don't actually know how long, like, I don't know how long, like, our, like, following, and then we've talked a little bit, we've emailed even, and now we're actually getting to speak. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, this has been a long time coming. I've been so excited for this moment and first podcast that I've been on. So I can't wait to share everything. I'm so excited. Um, okay, can you, for the people who do not know who you are, can you give a brief intro on who you are and what you do? Yes. So hi, my name is Natasha. Um, my last name is Bomb Part. So the E is silent. Um, I'm a pretty recent grad. I graduated from NC State's College of Design in 2021, so kind of a pandemic graduate, Um, and now I work at Rella Social. Um, I work on our design and our marketing there, and startup life is crazy and so much fun, Um, and so yeah, I can't wait to talk about all things creative. 
Yeah, you've been at like the forefront of Rella and all the growth that's there and just watching it. It's been so fun to watch and it's so interesting. I cannot imagine what the day-to-day life of the Rella team looks like. I have to, I, I mean, I have to imagine that it's absolutely like fun chaos. Yes, that's exactly it. It's like one big college group project that has like never ended, but you're with your best friends and you get to um, build something that people love. And Natalie and I always joke around and we say that my my job description, my title changes every week and I'm along for the ride. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the best part. Like startup life. I've worked with a couple startups and I think there must be like a running joke with all startups where you make up like your name or your title because like nobody knows what's going on and you also basically do everything. And uh, I remember one that I worked at, we made up like ludicrous names. Like we just like kept it going on and on and on. And I remember a girl that like left and she was like, hey, I actually have to put like a name on here. Like, can I put say that I was this and the CEO was like yeah that's fine (laughs) like it's you know you're you wear so many hats you're in so many different roles it is it is a different world like being in a startup yeah official titles do not exist in startup life do not do not exist but but before we get into Rella life you've been in the design world for like a hot minute when did you know okay you know this is what I want to do and also actually um, let's back up even further. Design. It's quite broad. Um, what exactly do, what did you like study to do? Yes. So I went to school for graphic design. Um, at the school I went to, there were um, different majors that you could pick within the College of Design. So I went with graphic design because that's what I knew. But within that, you learn so much, like everything from traditional printing to like video game and VR stuff. So it's a big world of anything that you want to do. And um, you could pick pieces and do it all, or you could focus on one. So that's one of the great things about design. Yeah. Creative careers fascinate me. We just um, finished a couple weeks ago, a creative series where I was interviewing like different creatives and different mediums, like a lot of artists. And I did it completely selfishly because as somebody who was in STEM, like my whole life, I was a STEM kid going like in elementary school. I was STEM kid and was in the honors classes in middle school. I was in a medical program in high school, like graduated from a four-year medical program with like, you know, the whole nine yards and then figured out when I was like 20, like, hey, I think I might, mm, I think I'm, I might actually like creative things, which anybody who has listened before knows how that cookie crumbled. Mm -hmm. But I find it so fascinating to hear how the education process goes for uh, creative careers because it's um, there's so much more that goes into it. And I feel that from the outside, we see like creative careers and they get so vague and, you know, everybody's just kind of like holding hands and singing kumbaya and like not actually doing anything but it is it's quite like analytical and structured and especially in developing your own creative process like that is a very difficult thing to do so kudos I think it's extremely cool um when did you decide that you wanted to go into design yeah so that's like a whole 
question within itself. But yeah, so I knew from a very, very young age that like design was for me. Um, I kind of fell into it. My dad's a designer and he. Um, oh, I was going to see. I was going to ask, yeah. like, how were you exposed to design? Yeah. yeah. So it was basically like in my blood. Um, I was the kid that had a hundred pieces of paper coloring on every single one of them. My parents had like stacks and stacks that they had to throw away. I was just always trying to do something creative before I even put the pieces together of what art was. Um, and my dad actually worked from home. So I would go in his office and color and like just watch him on the computer. Um, he's a font designer. So I would just watch him like make fonts. And I I was just so fascinated by it. And um, so I, I watched him and kind of took pieces from him and then found my own way too. Interesting. A font designer. Yes. Those exist. Yeah, he actually worked. Um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Stranger Things font, but it's a, a pretty yeah. popular font. Yeah, so he was uh, mentored by the guy who designed the Stranger Things font. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, that's so cool. So yeah, so you were exposed to this world early on. Yes, yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that re- that really helps. Honestly, I think a huge, something that I love about the internet is that we get exposure to different lives and different jobs and everything because I think now so many people are able to see like their dream job when you know, maybe they're from a small town or like, that's just not, you know, they don't have family in that career field or whatever. I think it's really hard for people to find like their path. If it's something that they've never seen before or been exposed to the job I have now, I had no idea that existed. Um, So that's, that's awesome. So when did you, so you knew very early on, when did you start studying design and, and really applying it? Yeah, so kind of in high school is when I like took it more seriously and as a path to potentially do as a career. Um, I was thankful to go to a high school that had many different extracurricular classes that you could take and very specific skills that you could use um, as a career. And so we had a bunch of media classes and I was obsessed with them. And the purpose of them, you just went in. Um, you weren't necessarily taught like Photoshop or Illustrator. They just kind of let you have the computer gave you an assignment and you can figure it out on your own. And I, where did you go to process. school? Um, high school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess like, where are you from originally? Yeah. So originally um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So um, yeah, that's a whole nother story. Oh, and you're but- like, Oh, and that's where all the cool creatives are. <laughs> like that's where you are literally raised in, like you're yeah. in the most like creative quirky area of the U S. Yeah. Yeah. My dad worked um, in Manhattan at a design firm, Um, so he had his experience there. And then um, when I was younger in elementary school, we moved to the Raleigh area of North Carolina, and I grew up there. So that's where where do we get to North Carolina? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I I lived in Fort Mill for a little bit. So the Raleigh Charlotte like crowd is pretty close, and man, is it a small world! I'm like. Well, I thought that nobody would be from that area. And and I, I really, I went to school there. I was born in Charleston. Then we went to school and then we moved back. But um, okay, that's how the circle like yeah. goes. Got it. Okay, so high school media classes. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Oh, no, no problem. Yeah, that brings some context into there. Um, Yeah, my high school was in the rural area of um outside of Raleigh. And so, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of like, um, 
like urban like areas in the part of town that I lived in. But yeah, I had a great experience at the high school. I went to a very small school. Um, and yeah, I took those media classes. I actually took one of those classes twice. I asked the teacher, I was like, I know I've taken this class before, but I want to keep learning. Is it possible if I just retake it? And um, can I get more challenging projects, things like that? And so that was a great experience as well. And then ended my high school experience with yearbook. So I am a yearbook kid. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't even know if we really like at my school. I don't think we had yearbook or I'm totally lying and I just didn't know, but I, I don't, we may have had a class, but I think I've seen in the movies where it's like a a full thing or like the school newspaper and it's like a whole like thing. We definitely didn't have a thing. We may have had like a side class. We didn't have like the full shebang thing. That's cool. Well, I don't, you say it as if apparently your book kids aren't cool. I think that sounds really cool. Yeah, we were a dedicated group. We would go around campus taking pictures. I would get let out of class to go to like events that were happening in the school. Um, I, I'm not a big sports person, but I went to all the games just so I could take pictures. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was obsessed. Oh, that's such a good experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh, so cool. So you, yeah, went through high school and, and knowing you went straight, did you go straight into college? Yeah, straight into college. And um, so I knew I wanted to go to NC State. I went to a program that they had for high school students in my junior year. And you get to live on campus for, I think it was either a week or two weeks. I can't remember now, but um, you got the college experience like before you were even in college. So at that camp, you were exposed to different areas of design and you got to live with people, go to the dining hall. So I, I was already kind of immersed into it and just went straight to college. Gotcha. And and with um, design, did you pick a niche when you went into college or did you kind of develop that in school? Yeah. So the way it worked at NC State is you got to apply to one major. And um, along with like looking at your test scores, like they usually do with applications, you got to submit a portfolio. And I was very thankful for that because I'm not the best test taker. So I I was like, okay, I don't know if I can get into the school, but at least I can show my portfolio and really showcase that I'm trying to learn design. So I um, put on the application that I was interested in graphic design um, and then had an interview. I blacked out in that interview. Don't know what they asked me, but apparently I I, I got through and um, there was, uh, I believe, 28 people in my major to start with. Oh, Wow. Oh, interesting. Okay. Very small. <laughs> yeah. Um, what size? NC State's like kind of a big school. Yeah, right? it's a pretty big school um in Raleigh. And so uh, yeah, you get the big school experience, but then within your um college, you get a smaller experience. And then within your major, it's just like very tight knit. And so I was um my studio freshman year, we were with different majors, but after that you were only with um like I was only with graphic design. And we've known each other like since freshman year and we were in the same classes and same studio until we graduated. Yeah, that's very like think like the major level. That was like my entire college experience because we were tanini like we were in all women's school 
And um, at that time, now they've expanded to be co-ed, which is crazy because they're old as hell. And so that was like a big deal. But um, I think we started with like five chemistry majors and we ended with two. Um, so I, I always say I was top of my class. <laughs> Love that. Me and Hallie. <laughs> so it wasn't a lot of competition. But yeah, the small classes, like that community really um of course I didn't and actually neither me and Hallie or Hallie worked in chemistry oh wow <laughs> that that entire chemistry graduated class we just said nope but mm-hmm. it was a great experience to like be in that small um like learning environment did what was it like um developing your own creative style was that a challenge for you is that something that was like developed through your classes yeah, that that was definitely a challenge. Um, design school is really intense. They weed you out if you aren't sure if you're going to stick to it. You'll probably change majors soon. And um, thankfully, there's a community there um, to rely on when there's hard days. But um, the first studio is very hands-on. So um, you're doing stuff with paper, with cardboard, and that is not my skill at all. I'm like, give me a computer. Please don't give me anything where I have to make something out of it. Um, so it took me a little bit longer to find my style. Um, but once we started taking classes, um, where they were computer-based, um, I kind of just figured out that I really liked interfaces, interactions, screens, buttons, all that type of stuff. And it's really cool with my studio because with each person, um, we were able to see like their strengths or weaknesses, you know, who to go to for certain things. And, um, if you struggled with something, um, you always had help around you. And so I just, over the progression of college, I just kept sticking to more app and video-based stuff. Um, and it's funny that the video-based stuff came in too, because my major wasn't really about that. And I would take projects that were computer-based and I would want to pull out something to film or just find any way to get something so I could edit it. Um, and so that was another thing that I found um, personal to my style is um, graphic design mixed in with video. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Fascinating. No, that's like very much prevalent in your job. Yeah. So let's fast forward there. Um, so you graduate, you are a pandemic graduate. Was that scary? Did you have anything lined up? What was that like? Yeah, it was um, a little nerve wracking. Um, thankfully, I had some things put in place. Um, I was actually looking to um, move abroad after college with an organization and do graphic design in Prague. So I studied abroad there as well. So I you was, studied abroad in college? Yes, yeah, studied abroad in college junior year. Okay. And, um, so we were there from January until the pandemic. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. How long were you supposed to be there? So it was supposed to be a full semester, so January to May. Um, so we got there, uh, was excited. We were excited about the experience, got a whole two months in, and then we were actually on spring break when we were told that we had to go back to Prague and then go back to Raleigh. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. So you like get a notification, it's like, yeah, you got to go home. Yes. How long did you have to go home? like 48 hours. So You're kidding. Was it was no. fast paced, like a movie. Like it literally felt like a movie. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was on spring break. So me and my roommate, we were in Paris. I had friends in Greece, like friends everywhere scattered around Europe. We all had to like scramble for flights. And I, my flight got canceled like 
four or five different times. So you would book a flight, have the hope of getting closer to back to the States and then it would get canceled. And then it was a whole process, but my whole studio made it back to the U S <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, my. I did not sleep for like 48 hours. Cause I had all my stuff with me and I was traveling alone by then. So yeah. yeah. Oh, what a cluster. <laughs> oh, that freaking sucks. I hope, yeah. I hope you like, I guess you'll never get to do like the study abroad yeah. thing again. But I hope that you get to go back. Um, yeah, it was it was really good while it lasted. I mean, none of, like no one could have predicted it. But um, my my close group of friends, we traveled every weekend, and I'm glad we did. I thought I was going to run out of money, but I'm so glad we took that opportunity to travel because it was yeah. taken away from us. Yeah, that is. I mean, everybody's like study abroad or college. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Like, if you have the privilege to do so, you need to do so, and. I I didn't and I I am trying trying to remember why I didn't. I think it was because of my major, which is such a <laughs> such a funny little bummer. Yeah. Such a fucking bummer. Um because obviously I didn't end up using the major but um I I had a especially for anybody who has scholarships like so I had I was very thankful to have a full ride to my college and so I was you, I would basically get to study abroad for free. What the hell? Like, what? <laughs> I wish, but I would have had to like stay an extra semester and like all that kind of stuff. I literally just forgot about that until just now. But anybody listening, if you didn't get to study abroad, this is definitely not the same. But if you are under 25, or I think, I don't know where they're, have you ever gone on, on an EF tours or an EF? No, like, but I want to. I okay. really want to. It's literally so fun. Now, I went when it's not even that fun because I went right after high school so like really young I would 100% do it again um like I loved it I just went uh last year I went to Costa Rica on like a different tour um but like if you go like solo it it's like you're in college because you just get holed up and usually there's like um, hostels or like small boutique hotels you have roommates and it's just so scrappy and it's so much fun and you get to see a bunch all at once um uh, I'm getting like the itch I literally yeah. got home from out of the country Sunday and I'm like oh gotta go <laughs> I, I, go so bad. I want every opportunity to travel and I know some people aren't about um those experiences but as long as it's safe and people are friendly like please put me on a plane <laughs> literally I'm like I will go right now and especially um, you're fully remote, right? Yeah. 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 So like, I'm I we're I'm probably gonna be in Costa Rica again in February because um Santa Teresa was like my favorite place that I went, and I'm like, um, I told my friend I'm like we're just gonna go, we're gonna have a week of we're gonna work and surf. She's actually a designer, and I was like, that's all we're gonna do. We're gonna wake up, we're gonna surf, we're gonna come back, we're gonna work, and then in the afternoon we're gonna surf, and then we're gonna go to dinner. <laughs> like that's, that's all we're gonna do. Yeah. That's like all I want to do. Um. Anyway, okay. Yes. So yeah, study abroad. Um, from that experience, that's when I knew I wanted to move back abroad. Um, so while the pandemic was happening, I was filling out applications for like my visa to go abroad. Um, and there was just many signs that that wasn't for me at the time. So I took a step back, um, and just reevaluated a lot of things. And thankfully, during that whole time, I was working at Rella. So I'd already been involved in Rella at that point. How did you get connected with Rella? Yeah. So 
one of my friends in my studio, Tess, she's now actually one of the designers at Rella. She had a friend who um, had a software agency. So even before Rella, we were working as freelancers at the software agency and we would get app projects for that would last like a month or two. Um, And then the goal was to get those apps in development, but it, it never really happened that way. It was just a bunch of design, not a development. And so we were with that software agency and then our developers got in contact with Natalie and then it all kind of spiraled from there. So that's kind of how the connection happened. Gotcha. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. My, um, uh, one of my best friends and actually went to school and, and one of my best friends and I get connected with a friend of hers. And so then we became friends and they went to school with Natalie. And this is where I'm like, this community is so freaking small. Like, so anyway, (laughs) you, decided you're not going to work abroad or you're not going to go back abroad and you are already working at Rella. Yes. So I really thought it was just going to be a project that would last a few months and that would end and I would have to find something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And so initially me and Tess were designing the app screens and um, yeah, we we sent over the app screens. We thought we were done. And then by that summer um, after graduation, um, the developers and Natalie came back and said, like, hey, like, we're looking to turn this into a more full time thing. Would you still be interested in being involved? And I at that point, I was like, oh, I'm trying to move to Europe, but sure, why not? And um, as time progressed, I was like, I am fully invested in Rella. I don't even have the same desire to move as I once did, because I really want to see this through. I want I have I've been here since the beginning. I want to see it till the end. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And you guys are doing such a fantastic job with Rella, Um, the community, which I want to talk about, because I think that's now a large part of your job. The community of Rella is something I've referenced it um probably I've referenced it in my job a lot um because we've I'm in the community like department that's my that's my job and so like um you know we're looking at the developments of the new creator economy and everything and I'm like we like watch these people this is the way that they do it is is the way to do it like your community strategy is just impeccable um and I know Natalie's talked about this before I think you've talked about it before I think it is because you've kept things quite small like you've kept things quite intimate um even though your community is growing it still feels so like like friends like so tight-knit um so how is your yeah your job has expanded way past design now what do you do now yeah so um still don't really know my official title, but that's all okay. Um, but yeah, so a lot of it is about community. And it really did start with Natalie and her her channel and her being on social media for 10 years. Um, the beginning of Rella's community started with her followers, and they have been so loyal throughout it all. Um, and I remember the first time I got into the social media marketing side of Rella, Natalie asked me to create a Instagram graphic, and I had so much fun with it. Um, I think the post was um, what people think influencers do versus what they actually do. And um, so I had that post. And after that, I was like, hey, Natalie, like, I know I'm just in charge of the app screens, but is there any way that I can get more into the social media and marketing? And she like, she was like, sure. And just gave me the flexibility and the freedom to see areas where we can impact our community more. And um, we've just been running with it ever since. And 
Um, there's a lot of good tips and tricks that you see on social media about growing your following. But at the end of the day, like you really just have to be invested with the people that follow you, um, know their story. And like just today, I've been in calls with users and that we never want to get rid of that. Even when, when we grow, um, we still want to be in touch with our users um, and we treat them as friends. And it's just been such an amazing experience, not only being on the design side, but the community side. And um, it's been so rewarding and impactful. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What do you see as like the future um, of, you know, with everything that you guys are doing, I feel like you're on the forefront, the future of the creator economy, the future of what Rella is doing, um, and, uh, the development of these type of tools. And as the influencer industry, I mean, is it's really, it's been booming and now it's, I think it's colliding with, um, brands and traditional career paths and, um, in a way that we really haven't seen it do before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love to like look back um, like five years and see like how much has grown because I know it's going to look completely different. Um, and Rella started off as um, our planning tool, like the, the workspace to plan your content, get everything organized. And now we're focusing on community collaboration analytics because that's the way that the creator economy is moving and so many people are getting into it. So we're just going to continue connecting people. We have Lots of brainstorming calls with the team about how to provide more personalization when it comes to analytics, because your audience is like no other, like you can't replicate that. So we really want to give insights into there and continue to connect people um, in, a, in a wider way. Aside from our Slack group, we really want people um, in the Relic community f- to find their niche of people. And so um, I think it's just all going to be about personalization and collaboration in the future. Yeah. Uh, and it's so funny because Rella, I mean, Rella's been with me, I'll call like the big boom, like since yeah. before the before the laundry video happened. <laughs> and so I feel very, it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, Oh my gosh, this has been so helpful and amazing. I think it's so inspiring to hear, um, especially when somebody's willing to share so much detail about the journey, all of your career path and, and going into startup. You have had such a cool journey um, and are doing really, really cool things. Um, so if you're not following her, guys, please go follow her. And with that, where can people find you? Where can people people connect with you? Where can people find Rella, the whole nine yards? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you can find me. Uh, my Instagram is just my name, Natasha Bompart, and I'm sure uh, Sarah will have that in the chat because it, it is a unique spelling. Um, but yeah, I keep my Instagram, uh, my personal Instagram, just about like design and life. And then definitely go follow Rella if you are a creator or looking to get into content creation. Our app and our platform is for you. Um, we really work with smaller creators that don't have managers. So you can find us on Instagram at Rella Social. And then our website is getrella.com. Yes. Yes. If you're a creator looking into wanting to be a creator, um, there is no other community like Rella. There is no other app like Rella. There is no other program um, truly unmatched. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um, and a look inside Rella and a look into Natasha's amazing career path and everything that she's doing. Go follow her, go support, go follow Rella if you haven't already, which you totally should. And if you guys are feeling extra fun, since we're all community, we're all friends, go ahead, share this 
episode with friends give us a five-star rating and if you want to leave a review that's always very nice because we are all pals here and i will see you guys next time bye